Welcome to the Anime Backlog, a podcast featuring three weebs forcing each other to finally watch each other's anime recommendations. A note that episodes will contain spoilers about that week's featured anime and will have explicit language. You can follow the show for updates on Twitter at The Anime Backlog. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Anime Backlog Podcast, or that time we brought a guest in to help enjoy our D20 adventures. Well, enjoy. We don't know if we're going to enjoy this yet, so that's a strong word. One one way or the other, we're going to have fun with it. It may not be good anime, but it'll be a good podcast. I'm Nick Sparts, joined as always by Marcus Rothenberg and Dan Book. And Marcus, if you'd like to introduce our guest for the week. Today, we have a special guest who is a friend of mine, also a member of the voiceover community, Bailey Wolf. Hello. That was her. Well, Goddamn. I know you guys can mix people up. <laughs> they sound similar. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for joining us today, Bailey, as we go on this ride. Um, you guys probably remember from episode four. We each, all four of us, Bailey included this time, not just the three of us, we each submitted nominations for stuff none of us have seen that we want to watch. Then the rest of the list got populated with absolute fucking trash. We're lucky this time there's only four trash on the list because we each got four submissions, so 16 and then four trash. Mm -hmm. So slightly better odds we won't get a uh, repeat of episode four, but... Let's find out how those odds go. Uh, we'll see. Full list is A Place Further Than the Universe, Akiba Made War, Bakamonogatari, Bakuman, Banana Fish, Black Bullet, Deno Coil, Kimi no Todoki, King of Braves Gagai Kar. I think I'm saying that right. <laughs> March Comes In Like a Lion, Maria the Virgin Witch, Masamune Kun's Revenge, Planets, Plastic Memories, Rent-A-Girlfriend, <laughs> Summertime Render, Teasing Master Kodaki Son, The God of High School, Two-Year Eternity, and Uncle from Another World. Marcus, I, well, I would you say, do the honors? Before we roll, I think each of us should say which one we're looking for, which one we want. Like, what do we hope it rolls? And hmm. Bailey, you're the guest. We can start with you. Oh, ooh, first of the execution line. All right. Uh, planets. I have heard people say nice things that were very nonspecific about it for years. Oh. So I figured it would be cool. Because, like, they really did say really nice things. I just didn't get any supporting information. So Fair if enough. I watch it, I'll find out, yeah, right? right? Nick? Planets would probably be my top choice, but to not double dip on that one, let's go with A Place Further Than the Universe. Ooh. Okay. What about you, Dan? I'm going to have to go to your eternity. I haven't had a good cry in like a week. So I'm, you know, I'm ready to go for another one. A week? You just haven't watched, rewatched Violet Evergarden yet? She wrote those letters for her kid's <laughs> birthday, man. <laughs> that, sh- that shit hurt. And I don't even like my mom. I wished I, wished I did in that, mo- in that episode. Anywho. 
to, to your eternity. Marcus? Uh, for me, Summertime Render. I want to watch that shit so bad. I, guess. So. I keep seeing clips, and I'm like, ah, spoilers! Ah! I've avoided clips. I've got it, like, muted on all platforms. TikTok is evil. But all right. We are going to roll the dice. I've got my little plastic dice tower here so that you guys can hear the excitement. Big money, big money. Eight. What is eight? Kimi no Todoki. One of Bailey's nominations. Oh. Well, that works out. (laughs) It was a title. I picked it. Yep. Do you not know anything about it? <laughs> I know nothing oh. about it. Okay. Like, I was looking at that list of top 500. I was like, trash, trash, trash. Also trash. Kind of shit. Trash, trash. That one seems okay. Well, it does have a score of eight on Mal. So that is good. Wow. Uh, it is on Crunchyroll, Hulu, Hulu, and Netflix. So streaming it should be easy enough for everybody. So this is all good news. The Mal synopsis is... Known for her semblance to the Sadako character of the Ring series, what? So Wako Kurunuma is given the nickname Sadako and misunderstood to be frightening and malicious like her fictional counterpart, despite having a timid and sweet nature. Longing to make friends and live a normal life, Sawako is naturally drawn to the cheerful and friendly Shoto Kazahaya, the most popular boy in her class. From their first meeting, Sawako has an admired Kazahaya's ability to be the center of attention and aspires to be like him. When Kazahaya organizes a test of courage for the entire class and encourages her to attend, Sawako sees this as an opportunity to get along with her classmates, starting with Ayani Yano and Chizuru Yoshida. Though each new character and emotion she experiences, Sawako believes that meeting Kazahaya has changed her for the better. Little does Sawako know, her presence has also changed Kazahaya. It is a drama and romance genre. Came out in 2009. It is 25 episodes, so we will not be watching the entire first season. Jesus. Do we just want to call it 12? 12 seems safe. I hope. Yeah, 12 12 or 13 or so. 25 is a bit much. Hmm. Like the standard season used to be 26 episodes, but thankfully that's shrunk since then. Yeah, I do like the more compact seasonal format where Final stuff gets season part one. put into cores and a <laughs> yeah. little, little easier to do a sh- quick weekly binge on this podcast. The older stuff gets tough where it's like, could be 25, could be like 140. Who knows how long this first season is? That's why I also Have want to culture. watch. Yeah, I want to watch Monster, but I know we'll never do it in mm. this format because it's like season I need to one, watch that. 75 episodes. Good luck, idiots. Like, yep. Yeah, where the, where the fuck do we pick our stopping point? Is, yeah. is that the you season don't. finale? Do, <laughs> season do one finale. big one. I will say, I am not a slice of life, a romance guy. Nick is eating good this week. Oh. Nick is eating good this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have never seen an anime based off of The Ring. So, we will see how that goes. I also like how they animated her. She does kind of look like the ring girl, so I get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the ring. Yeah. <sighs> Which I one? don't think this is going to be anything like that, Bailey. No. U.S. No, or, US or Japanese it's... ring? <sighs> Japanese ring. Come on. Just, hey. Well, Bailey, I'm sorry you're uh, not super excited for your own pain. No, no, no. I wanted to see it, so I do actually want to see it. I just don't know anything about it. And now that I've heard the synopsis, it's like, oh, it's going to be one of those, huh? I'm poking around a little bit. 
Production IG did this. Oh, Ooh, I like okay. that. Oh, but their their level kind of like fell off after Ghost in the Shell. So I don't know. They they started picking different. Things. Yeah, yeah. They, their their sports good... anime rocks. So that's true. We love Production IG around here. Production IG, please hire me for the dub of Kaiju Number Eight. That's all. <laughs> production IG, you're the no, best. No, Production IG is great. Yeah, it's just they're that great. The style of things that they put out changed after Ghost in the Shell, and I was yeah. super used to how awesome Ghost in the Shell was, and it was like, ah. Uh. Yeah. They um, did make some stylized choices after that of like what they were or what they were gonna pick up. Which mm-hmm. I did think was re- weird because they did, they did Haikyuu, they did Ghost in the Shell, they did Psychopass, which is a high, high praise for me. Chef's kiss. Mm. But mm. then they also did Eden of the East, which was like a really weird. Yeah, but it was great. Departure. I like Eden of the East. It's great. Oh yeah, yeah, that was supposed to be super good. It was, but uh, it's such a weird departure from the other kind of like. I know them for like sci-fi, and then so once they got out of that, it was kind of like a huh. So, yeah, I see what you're saying about them making Yeah, like, it. I was out at Triple X-Holic. I'm like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan's about? watching, I believe, one of their current seasons. They're doing uh, Heavenly Delusions. Yeah, mm. yeah. That, Should so, be fun. So I'm waiting for it to do, like, build up three so I can kind of watch all... Th- you know, give it the old three-episode thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, but on the, the show that we have, the sound director um, is... Chiaki uh, Yamada, who doesn't come up, he's not like a Sawano where everyone's like, holy shit, it's Sawano. The um, name sounds familiar though. What? It's because he's he did Death Note, Hunter Hunter, Parasite, oh. Clan Ad, uh, the Hunter Hunter movie, Blackjack, which is meh. So he hasn't done like a ton, ton, but he's done okay. some heavy hitters. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, so that's probably why it sounds familiar. Mostly, a- mostly Death Note and Hunter Hunter. I'm a Hunter Hunter stan. Parasite. Mm. Wait, hold up. Pa- yeah, Parasite <gasps> is also great. Yeah, I mean, I also didn't realize how much production IG had done. They busy. Mm-hmm. Like, looking through the list, like, Morabito, I loved it. So good. They did, uh, like we said, Eden of the East. Other ones, I did not know that they did Kuroko's Basketball. I had no idea about that. Or Ace of the Diamond. Didn't know about that. Yeah, their sports animes... Slap. They're just great at them. Attack on Titan. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else we want to touch on before we roll into part two? I don't think so. So just to clarify, the assignment is going to be 12 episodes. We're not doing the full 25. Um, yeah, 8.0 on Mal. I'm I'm going in with an open mind. I've I'm not a slice of life romance person, but uh I've been I've been proven wrong before. Yeah, you've had at least two episodes so far where I gave you something that's outside your normal genre and you at least thought it was solid, if not great. Yeah, no, yeah, honestly. I So this is a, I'm, I'm reluctantly excited, if that makes sense. <laughs> reluctantly. <laughs> reluctantly. Are you looking forward to a new experience? I, if I don't cry once, this is a failure. In the first 12 episodes? <laughs> first 12 episodes. Yeah. It does not have comedy as a tag, so I want to be hurt. hurt. Hurt me. Hurt me, but make me feel safe. Violent Evergarden, as Dave. Then go play yeah. here. Violent Evergarden. It's... God, <laughs> I should go play that. But, all right. Um, until then, for you guys, it's going to be 30 seconds. For us, it's going to be about a fucking week. So, we will see you soon.
Catch you in part two. Bye. Bye. All right, and welcome back to part two of episode eight. After we rolled those dice, landed on the 2010 anime Kimi no Todoki, and we've watched through the first 12 episodes of the 25 episode first season. Before Dan and Marcus tell us how much this show is not for them, Bailey, what were your thoughts? Mm-hmm. I am not the target target audience today. It is not for me. However, <laughs> it's cute and fluffy, and that's that's refreshing and okay for a little bit. But it gets uh, really repetitive really quickly. Yeah. I agree. I felt like the main character was if Hinata from Naruto and Tomoko from the Watamote did a fusion dance into one character. Those are very specific shows, but they had the (laughs) awkwardness of Tomoko, but also Hinata's soft quietness about her, but also kind of genuine and honest. Is Naruto a specific show? Like, is that niche? I will admit readily that I have not watched Naruto. I'm probably the only person in the world. Oh, I've watched zero episodes of Naruto. Oh, well. You're missing nothing. (laughs) It has its good stuff. But, yeah, she was interesting. Um, It felt like, right right as I was watching it, I felt like, did, is this a show about, did did Nozaki-kun watch, uh, write this show? Oh, man. I thought those parallels, I saw those as well. I will also have to admit that I was so skeptical and afraid watching this. And I think that's because I live in a post-domestic girlfriend world (laughs) where I just kept expecting the worst to happen. I just kept expecting awful and outrageous. But I have to realize that not every quote-unquote romance, I I give that title to Domestic Girlfriend very, very lightly. Is not like that. But part of me just kept, like, was waiting for the blow to hit. Yeah. I will say, in one episode alone, we had more plot advancement than the entire Nozaki-kun run we watched. For me, <laughs> at least. Like, hey, characters have advancement? They, 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 do, they do things? They grow? <laughs> So this is a true drama romance, though. This is not a comedy. Yeah, whereas yeah. Nozaki-kun was a straight-up comedy with romance being a theme. Mm-hmm. Not the same show, even though I know, Dan, you struggled with that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. I think the comedy bits that hit here, I think they hit. Yeah. I mm-hmm. liked some of the comedy in here. True, but that was not the main point mm-hmm. of the show. It just had yeah. occasional comedic moments. Uh, so it sounds like there was some things you guys liked about it. It's just not... Not really liked, so. Yeah, like episode two, like all of the kids in the class are so fucking mean. In my notes, I have, they all deserve to be smacked in the mouth. Welcome to high school?
Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess. But man, no one was getting smacked in the mouth, and I was fucking pissed. Also, yeah, before we get into the episode breakdown, I just got to say, fuck Karumi. All my (laughs) homies hate Karumi. All my homies hate Karumi. She sucks. I fucking hate her. So episode one. (laughs) In which she is not present. Yes. The better days. The good times. I felt like the plot was going to advance. I disagree. I thought it got better when Karumi showed up, even though I don't like Karumi. She helped bring a true antagonist to the show. I just hate her. But it's such a predictable turn for a romance animator. It's like, oh, oh, the manipulative one is here. Okay, let's just do this same story (laughs) 38,000 times. Oh, hey, that's 38,001. Yeah. We did it. We reached the quota of over 38,000. I've never seen power levels like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, episode one, just a little bit of exposition, right? Setting up characters. There's this boy that everyone likes, and she also likes this boy. But she says something honest. He overhears and is like, hey, you hold up. I'm going to go out there and I want to talk to you because that was a nice compliment. I thought that was cool. I- like, Mm-hmm. So the I will thing, say Kazahai is that dude. I li- I like him. Yeah, he's well, a good dude. I put and he's and he's <laughs> got a bad for Sawako from like day one. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we don't know that yet though. Yeah, yeah, we do. That's not true. Know. We I, did not know. that. Neither does he. Yeah. Although he gets set up, and I thought he was pretty weak through the whole show. After this, mm. there was like two episodes. He realizes he likes her, and then dog shit for plot advancement until the last couple ones when you know the threat shows up right (laughs) but the threat and he was the least interesting part of the show after this bit i was interested in uh sawako's growth because she was like this earnest honest girl and i'll touch on that later but her she was she was she was able to convey her feelings and was very honest and endearing and that's what got people to like her and uh, except her finally, mm-hmm. which, you know, mouth smacking aside, I like that's the part that I liked about Sawako, which makes a, the other two like plot arcs that they had with some friction fall really flat for me. Mm. I wouldn't yeah. say they fell flat for me. I think it was more of just this is the kind of story I'm not interested in. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. I see the merits of this show and there are parts that I liked but I just found myself bored. Yep. And not that I think the story was told in a bad way or that it fell flat. I think that the people that this is targeted to, this shit probably hits for them. And I could see it. But it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I see why people like this. I'm just not one of those people. I mean, I even straight up like romance and I still even think this didn't feel amazing until episode eight when Kurumi kind of really started to show up is when it's like, okay, maybe there's something here finally. Cause this show kind of took its time kind of trying to build any serious tension into it. That, mm. and I thought the rumor arc was real rough. Um, especially the mm. scene at the end of episode five where she's trapped in the bathroom and you see her close the fist at the end of episode five. I'm like, please punch her in the Fight. face, punch Fight. her in the face. <laughs> and she doesn't do it. I was so pissed. <laughs> I thought my girl was about to throw down, and I was so hyped. 
it would have been so, so much better if she did. Uh, mm-hmm, I know that mm-hmm. didn't fit her character, but if she just had like a like, I don't know how to handle this. I'm angry. Like they're mistreating my friends. I've discovered me. a new emotion. It's punching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this anger thing. Let's do this. It just punched her right in the face. Would have so been that art perfect. for me, because I thought it was set up where Sawako was honest and endearing and mm-hmm. was able to ex- explain her emotions, you know, sometimes. And that's what was good. That was what was good good about her character. And they said, hey, let's do an arc where she doesn't do that. Where she doesn't actually fucking communicate. And I was pissed. I was like, you just threw away the first two episodes. I somewhat disagree. I'm I'm throwing up in quotes here is very frustrating because her basically her low self-esteem paired with her honesty means that her honesty is not really honest. It's just how she feels the reality of the world is. And it's mm. very frustrating and slow and unnecessarily seemed, self-deprecating. Yeah. It it felt yeah. like it was starting to get better right towards when we were getting towards the last couple episodes. Uh, that was actually something um, we Marcus, Dan and I briefly talked about before we started was we picked a terrible place to end. To at, end. God damn the cliffhanger. Uh, (laughs) so yeah anyone who was has watched the show is probably like they chose episode 12 yeah we just randomly picked that that was not planned uh or we would not have ended there none of us had watched it before we had no idea that we were gonna end on a massive cliffhanger we just tried to pick a halfway point is really all (laughs) but yeah so so if if we're going episode to episode episode two the dog i love that they named that dog Pedro Martinez. <laughs> yeah. That shit was so goddamn funny to me. Oh, yeah. the teacher's assistant coach dude, he was hilarious. Pin? Pin? Yeah. Yeah. Pin, yeah. Pin was hilarious. I very much enjoyed him. Calling the dog Pedro Martinez, I'm like, hell yes, that's amazing. <laughs> and and then and then Sawako immediately being like, uh, Maru-chan. I was like, oh, fuck, this is so goddamn funny to me. Mm. <laughs> like, no, yeah, she was like, it's perfect. It's, it's so fitting. <laughs> yeah, why not? Like, I also just think it's funny when animals have just really, really human names. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm a sucker for that shit. Mm-hmm. That's always funny to me. But yeah, honestly, for this, as far as like an episode by episode breakdown, it's hard for me because I felt like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. Like I just felt like nothing was going on. It was much more arcs than it was episode yeah, to for episode because sure. yeah. it was super. After there episode, was not a lot of development episode to episode. It was just right. kind of more. After episode, we're in four, this situation. We're in this situation. Um, I just had one line of a note, like episode five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> I forgot to put a note on nine, ten. I just had blank. Other than this bitch, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, thing, though. They introduce Kurumi in episode two. They do. Yeah. And then they do absolutely nothing with her. Like they all. reference, they sort of reference her in in what uh, the the Five. rumors episode, yeah. and then mm-hmm. she's just there, she's just there, and then by the time you get to her her later diabolical appearance, it's just like, aha, I am evil now. <laughs> yeah, also, know. I'm here and I'm bad. That, that, <laughs> yes, that first did you know? Just made me so mad. Like she made some emotionally intelligent friends, and they suddenly all can't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Speaking that is high school, though. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think we do also have to somewhat forgive that we're looking at this through the lens of full-ass adults. Maybe not functioning adults. Let's not sell ourselves too high here. That, that's we, generous, yeah. We try. 
We watch but, cartoons, Marcus. <laughs> I'm sorry, which it's one of us is trying? It's not a cartoon, Dan. It's anime, goddammit. <sighs> and it's cultured. <laughs> it's called Domestic Girlfriend, and it's art. Strike that from the record. That is, I was doing a bit there. No. I don't believe that sentence. It's canon. (laughs) Marcus, I almost (laughs) choked. (laughs) I'm getting that one on a shirt. Uh, But looking at it, like, I know people in high school, and I know people now that still have trouble with communicating their feelings effectively or saying the correct thing. So I'm not, I'm frustrated by it. Yes. Mm. I don't think it's wildly unbelievable, though. High school me would have hated this. Oh, yeah. High school me. High school me probably. Actually, high school me would be less forgiving than adult me Mm. right now. Man, But high school me probably needed to hear something like this, to see something like this. (laughs) That's fair. But yeah, so like the. So I think you're right, Nick, in that it does kind of go in arcs. Mm -hmm. So like the first three episodes is kind of like the. Here's who we are, and also showing how Sabako always like kind of tries to put herself before other people, mm-hmm. and like volunteering for chores. Or it's raining outside. She leaves the umbrella with the puppy that doesn't like her. Like the puppy's really like cute. growling and nipping at her and stuff like that. But she's still like, "Oh, you don't deserve to be in the rain." Leaves her umbrella with him, and then episode three, where the teacher's like, "Hey, we need someone to help with after school stuff." Uh, and I think this might have been the summer vacation stuff, too, or the summer school stuff. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it. And Kazahaya kind of realizes she volunteers for everything. I realize she's doing, she doesn't want to do this shit. She's doing that to be nice to us. And I think other people kind of realize that as the show goes along as well. Mm-hmm. And then, like, four, five, and six is kind of the rumors stuff where... People are spreading rumors about uh, about Chizu and INA, and they're saying that Sawako is spreading the rumors. Who mm-hmm. believes also, that, though? That's <laughs> that blew my mind too. Bad, like, because bad writing. None is of bad. y'all fucking talk to her. Bad writing. They're is ridiculous bad. rumors to begin with. Like, I mean, if you're gonna come up with something, you should at least come up with something believable. Yeah. And then, like, Sadako, the girl who never talks, is just like, oh, yeah, you know, the super sweet one who never does anything actually creepy, but, you know, is just kind of creepy by default. She's spreading these rumors? Yeah, no. <laughs> Literally, the creepy thing about her is just her haircut. Yeah, that's it. That, like, that's it. Like, you got a bad haircut. I mean, she's a little socially awkward, so if you combine those things, you get, like, super spoop, but you know, it's incidental. Yeah. yeah, and she doesn't smile well, I guess, is the other part, where... When she forces a smile, it looks super creepy, but... I mean, that's true of all forced smiles. So. <laughs> I agree. It's, yeah, the... I don't know. My, my episode four note was bad writing is bad. Episode five was more contrived crap. And then episode six is wrap up of contrived crap. That's all I fucking wrote for those episodes. Dan <laughs> loves this anime, y'all. Yeah, t- immediate Whoa. top mm-hmm, five. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I may have actually enjoyed it more than you guys from what you've described. So that arc was terrible and I hate Karumi, but I really actually enjoyed them just hanging out and mm-hmm. becoming better friends. So that slow paced stuff where they're, where Sawako's growing, I actually yeah. really enjoyed those. <laughs> yes. Because I was really awkward and quiet and I mean, fish out of water, 
I guess I never really knew where my water was. So I was just always kind of awkward, not a ton of friends. You know, I mean, shit, I had that emo phase, longer hair than I have now, just covering my face. Don't talk to people. So I'm like, man, I, and then just being really awkward. I was like, I, I feel emo chuny days. I feel it. I feel it. I'm so sorry. I mean, I wouldn't fall on my own sword for other people like Sawako does. Uh, but I felt the awkwardness and not being able to make friends and just mm. being like excited about it. And then her growing um, and getting more comfortable with her friends was the best part of the show. I thought the drama was poorly written and frustrating. Generally, I say, it's a little bit of whiplash to hear you go from contrived shit, contrived bullshit to I related so much to her and I felt her struggle and I loved watching her grow. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, there was some stuff that was just really bad and other stuff that was just a lot of fun. But the bad was bad. Yeah, I enjoyed Sawako's growth, but I think where they started her from in terms of social intelligence was so low that it kind of took me out of it a little Comically bit. Comically low. Like, she started at zero. Yeah, she starts at zero and it's just like, you didn't have to start her at zero. You could have started her at just below average and still told a similar story mm. uh, and then not Which, relied on just that complete lack of social intelligence to drive pretty much all the drama in the show. It's basically that and people thirsting over Kazahaya. That's all the plot we've gotten so far is those two <sighs> things being in conflict. He, he's so boring until episode 12 or mm-hmm. 11 and 12. He doesn't do anything. Also, I'm attractive. Uh, everyone likes me. I'm generally nice to everyone, which is good, but That's not great. that interesting. Great, <laughs> good, but grow a spine. Thanks. Yeah, until the end, where he's like, "Hold on, I thought I had Savako in the bag." A challenger approaches, <sighs> Super Smash a new, Brothers. A new challenger appears, <laughs> and then he just like reverses in age by like five years, and it's like, oh. It was refreshing to have that main character be like the the boy interest be uh, shy. I thought that was a nice touch. Mm. Isn't that kind of, I don't know, but isn't that kind of a shoujo thing, period? Yeah. Where they just like don't I think it's my first shoujo. Feel? <laughs> I think. Yeah, that, that's a very common trope of like, how how do we stretch this manga out? Because we don't actually want to mm. establish a like a relationship for at least like the first 50 chapters. So we got to yeah. string this shit out. Yeah. Hey, it, when you're published serially, you got to stretch that stuff out. Yeah, true. Nozaki Kun, you did it again. <laughs> yeah. I will uh, say, I'm not going to lie, I kind of have the opposite feelings of all of you guys about Kazuhaya. I liked him a lot. I thought, I thought Kazuhaya had a lot of dudes rock moments. Mm Mm. where it was like he would stick up for her and uh, especially when after the whole bravery competition thing and they're like as your punishment you gotta go out with Sadako and he's like man fuck y'all that's not a punishment you pieces of shit I was like that is a bro moment like Mm -hmm. I that man gets all the flowers from me at that moment like that I thought that was great yeah that was great but just he definitely was pretty good all the way through yeah, he had bro moments. I just didn't think they did enough to really showcase more than him just being kind of nice and a good bro. 100%. Uh, so I, w- I would have liked to have seen more Kazuhaya development, especially since, obviously, the intended audience for this is going to be teenage women. Uh, and this is 
obviously supposed to be the person that the audience likes too. So give us more Kazahaya. Uh, but it was just a lot of, he's nice. He's nice to Sawako. He's a little embarrassed around Sawako and he's a little shy, but yeah. He's not a dick. My God. Yeah. So it's like pinnacle of men. (laughs) So better than many of the other options you may have to choose from, but you could still aim higher. (laughs) Yeah. I'll say another bro, Sanada. Ryu? Whoa. Mm. What a dude. (laughs) Yeah. Like at the end. Oh my gosh. And him just hanging out at the ramen shop. Oh yeah. He's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. A person special to me, it's Chizuru. 100%. 100%. Yeah. No one else for me. I'm like, yeah, look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, the core friend group are all very just generally good people, which I that was probably my favorite part about it was their relationships, dynamics, yeah. and then just all generally being mm-hmm. like nice to each other. There's some a little bit of tension around occasional miscommunications, but they generally all like each other, support each other. So that was a really positive aspect of the show, and that was probably my peak part was just their general vibes and relationship together it's i like the uh the gag with chizuru anytime sawako would be honest and like very sincere <laughs> just she just cry. cried mm-hmm. <laughs> okay here here's an interesting let's we've not done this in an episode before let's go down the list dan bailey nick me who is your just overall favorite character from this show so dan dan will start with you i'm just looking at my like video call Dan, we'll start with you. I am a Sawako stan for hundred percent. Okay, I like the main so character. She, so she she's tops tops for you. Yeah, I, I liked her little aside cartoon figure when she would go like slip back into awkward mode. She'd be like, "Oh," oh. and then just get dead fish eyed for a little bit. That was fucking hilarious. But also, no fingers is just like the little <laughs> round no noses hands. <laughs> what What about you, Bailey? Who's Who's the uh, hero of the story for you? The hero? That that's well, maybe not hero. Just who you liked the best? I am it because she knows what she's doing. She knows what's going on, and she's gonna protect Sawako because they're friends, and that's what she does. And she's also looking out for like Chizuru. So she got that dog in her. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And she looks like she'll probably punch someone if she needs to. Yeah, I agree with that. What about you, Nick? I think for the story we've seen so far, it's Chizuru. But my guess is, as the show keeps going, I'm going to guess Kazuhaya does finally get some of that much-needed character development. And I think it's literally coming in about episode 13, (laughs) where we cut it. So I think think Kazuhaya is eventually going to be my favorite character if I continue watching. For me... I got to agree with Bailey. INA is that bitch, man. (laughs) She rules so hard. And one of my favorite moments in the show is where she's like, I'm going to go get my friend some fruit milk. And she's at the vending machine and Kurumi's there. And INA is just shutting her the fuck down. Ooh, I lived for that. You could have given me the whole anime of just INA putting Kurumi in her place. I'd have been here for it. I'd have loved the whole show. INA is top dog for me. Mm-hmm. She was the best. Yeah. Despi- yeah, Bailey, I hard agree. If, if anybody would have said Kurumi, I'd have just cut off the fucking recording <laughs> right now. <laughs> Kurumi's my done. favorite because we she's We don't associate with them. God, I, yeah, we're not friends anymore. We're actively <laughs> enemies. And okay, we now guess. have a blood feud between our families. No. Okay. I'd like to okay. see more of the, the uh, Ryu Sanada 
character do mm. more. I mean, he had, he was just like, you know, Tachizuru, and he's like, well, you need to figure out your shit with your friend group and be like, and I'll be there for you if you need help, you know. And then him being very supportive of her, just kind of very like stoically and quietly in the back, but him just he's him, he's still observing everyone and still listening. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, saying like, no, Cheezer is one for me. Don't get it mistaken. Ah, something special. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Uh, he's kind of just the fun jock, little dumb, but heart of gold type character. Yeah. yeah. No, knows knows who he wants. Uh, not too worried about it. Not stressing. I, I liked him, but obviously we haven't seen a whole lot of him up to this point. And I think we're not meant to. Like, I think it's supposed to be. I think he's supposed to be kind of forgettable until the baseball episode where uh, he, quote unquote, saves Sabako <laughs> by catching the ball that's about to hit her in the face. Also, that bit with the like, Joe's special divine ball, and he throws it and almost hits her in the face. Sonata catching it and then being immediately being like, divine balls are banned. I laughed really hard <laughs> just at that one line delivery. <laughs> no, oh, that, yeah. that was a great little... Uh... Joke, yeah. They had so many small jokes that did hit really well in the show, and I think they worked to kind of break the general either slice of life or more dramatic vibes that the show had. Um, I almost wish they'd leaned into that a little bit more and made it pushed it a little bit more towards rom com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But every every single gag with soccer killed <laughs> me. Whenever, especially the first build up, whenever the ball is coming towards Sawako and she's like, This is it. This is my moment. And she like winds her leg back so far. And then it's just like, Whoop, misses the ball. I laughed so yeah. damn hard. Her just little, that, uh, oh, oh the, yeah. The bit that they have where they're like, We can't see Sawako on the field. She's teleporting. I was losing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also loved the one moment where. Chizu is about to score the goal, and for whatever reason, the animation just goes so fucking hard for her kick wind up, and then her like kicking that bullet into the goal. Mm. Like, well, just, they just spent all of the show's budget on that little five second bit. Production for IG some saying, "Don't you forget, we making this. Don't you forget, <laughs> we did Ghost in the Shell, bitch. Recognize, like, <laughs> we can do sports anime. We'll do it for this one scene. <laughs> yeah." Well, I mean, I felt that it was appropriate given how into into the uh, um, the fitness festival that she w- she was. So it's like, you know what? Give her that moment of glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cheezer's and, and Penn's connection on their being excited about the competition was really fun too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and her just being so excited about having a red shirt the so red people will shirt. see her. Oh yeah. <laughs> and everybody complimenting it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a yeah, you were great, and you were red. And she was like, yeah, I was, wasn't I? And I did wear red, and I rocked that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her self-confidence, just weird self-confidence, was very endearing, and I found it very entertaining throughout the show. She felt like a Noza- the Nozaki-kun character, the other, like, oblivious, violent one. I forgot. A little bit. A yeah. little more heartwarming than... L- less cartoonish, for sure. What was her name? Sayo? Yeah, yeah Sayo. Yeah. It, it was a little bit ni- a slightly nicer and a little bit less socially awkward Sayo, but very mm-hmm. similar vibes. Mm-hmm. Especially whenever the But I, I did really like uh, her and INA's, INA's relationship together. Mm. As friends, I thought they complemented each other very well, just standalone. 
but then also bringing them into this larger friend group with Sawako. How nice they were to Sawako and like bringing her in. I thought they, those two were the shining characters mm-hmm. for me the most. Mm-hmm. INA being the most. I was a yeah, sucker for agreed. the for the scene. I was kind of hoping they were lesbians, but I was sad. Oh, you know, the, <laughs> there, there's a doujin for that. Um, oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Anywho, uh, makes note. Anywho, um, so <laughs> they're teenagers, and but the uh, the the bit where they're putting their desks together, and then him just picking up his uh, Kazuhaya picking up his table. And just like stoically marching over there and just popping it down. It's like, well, I'm sitting. They even do right the thing here. where you don't see his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a super dramatic yeah. thing. But and then I liked it. And he's just like, whoever's got numbered, what was it 19? Give it to me <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And then everybody else beats him to it. <laughs> but also, Sana, like, trade with me. He's like, no, no, <laughs> I've got the window seat. <laughs> yeah. And he was the, it was like, is he, is he trying to be the main character? Cause that's the main character chair. <laughs> That is yeah. the main character chair. <laughs> Which is odd because his hair isn't stand-up-y or different colored or anything. So he can't be a main character. Mm. I know the laws. He's just back there to I've take read naps. Them. Yeah. I was there when the laws were written, Witch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote the dark magic to me. Oh, my God. All main characters yeah, then, are bastards? I, oh. but yeah, and, then we, and then we get into like the episode... 10, 11, 12, the Kurumi villain arc where yep. she's just like trying to manipulate Sawako, manipulate Kazahaya and everyone around her, which also, God, her having that like moment of, yeah, so support us. Oh, you got feelings for him too, bitch? Fuck you. Like, you can't support me. We ain't fucking friends anymore. Yeah. Don't you dare call me by my name. And then she gives her the nickname of Ume. No, that's Karumi her actual goes, name. That's her actual yeah. given name, first name. And yeah. then Kurumi loses it about <laughs> it. And Sawa goes like, I don't know what you want from me, man. Sorry. Like, no, I actually, as soon as we had that moment of uh, you have to support us. And I was like, please, Sawaka, don't just don't, don't roll on this. <gasps> and I'm so glad they didn't have her roll on yeah. that and be like, no, I, I, I can't I, with I can't support you with my whole heart. So I'm not going to. And I'm like, good on you, Sawako. Yeah. I appreciate you character. right now. <laughs> Very good character growth moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I would have, she would not have been my favorite character if she would have just been like meekly going along with it. It was mm. big for her character to say no. She uh, grew. She grew. Yeah. Character yeah, growth. Character growth. Crazy. Uh, but then also Kurumi saying that she was previously sabotaging Kazahaya all the time. Like, I made sure he never had a girlfriend up fuck? until this point. It was like, you are just a fucking sociopath. Jesus oh, no. Christ. Like, She's horrific and an excellent antagonist. <laughs> oh, episode eight on in the like outro bit. She's like watching them from the uh, from the classroom. And then they zoom oh, in yeah. on her eyes. I'm like, I've seen those eyes. Those are yandere eyes. She's the devil. <laughs> she, she's the devil. Keep her away hey, from knives, okay? She doesn't. Have, she doesn't have pink hair. Is she really a yandere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she's I got bleach blonde hair, so that's close enough. It's close. It is. <laughs> oh, um, other small thing that I really appreciated: the uh, iris and uh, pupils of the characters. So, like, you've. 
many of you and uh, Bailey see me through the camera, which is you know 480p maybe on a good day. Um, <laughs> so I have really dark eyes, but in certain lighting and stuff like that, uh, it's a light. It, it's it's like a it's a very dark, warm brown, and hmm. it's just not that noticeable unless you're like really looking in it, and the sun is trying to kill me. But I really Light appreciate it, huh? The sun. It tries to kill you. Oh yeah, it does. Day. It does. It gives us cancer. But and you keep going, <laughs> and it, I respect that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, That's what we like about your character development, Dan. I needed that today. Um, it's overcast. <laughs> thank God. And. Huh. But the brown eyes, I so I usually don't think about representation too much in anime <laughs> because they're mostly Asian characters. So I'm like, okay, it is what it is. But for some reason, that little bit I really appreciate it because hmm. when someone would describe my the color of my eyes, it should be black. But no, they're actually dark, dark brown. Hmm. I thought that was a nice little touch. Well, I, I enjoyed the touch of Sawako, Kazahaya, and uh, Ryu all actually looked Japanese yes. instead of an anime character. <laughs> Caitlin actually made that joke early. Like, she watched a couple episodes with me. She's like, why is Sawako the only Asian character in the show? That's that's anime. <laughs> Welcome to anime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, you got a lot to learn, buddy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, when you get to the more supporting characters, they don't look nearly as Japanese. But the three or uh, the two mains and Ryu, at least if you had said, "Hey, that's a Japanese person," I'm like, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but the other to... thing is, like, the the bleached hair is a sign is interpreted frequently as like, ah, those are the rebels. Those are the ones you have to look out for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go full Kurumi, then that one's just stylish. But if we're talking like, you know. Ayane and Chizu, then, eh, then they're probably punks, and everyone knows to, to stay clear of them because yeah. that is the stereotype. They're definitely billed as like the delinquents of the class. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they even make that reference when they're talking about Sawako changing her hair. Mm. Wherever it's like, oh, should we do like short? And it was like, oh, the classic delinquent look, or like the maybe layered. And it's like, oh, she's so promiscuous, kind of like those mm-hmm. bits on like how the stereotypes affect hair based off of uh like looks mm-hmm. things of that nature and how people might judge you based off of appearances kind of thing like those we're are doing actual actively. stereotypes <laughs> yep but yeah and then we and then we get into episode 12 and it's the cliffhanger of cliffhangers episode 12 made me want to watch episode 13 they did a good job of that at no point in this show was i eager to watch the next episode Except for episode 12. Episode 12 made me want to continue. Ain't that some shit? It is. They, <laughs> they, get, they get the hooks in. That slow burn. I was starting to roll around episode 8 where I was like, all right, we're going to the next one. We're going to the next one. But at, it was tough to stop at the end of 12. I was like, fuck. <laughs> but I don't want to do it because I don't want to have that knowledge and spoil something on the podcast mm. for anyone yeah. who is only watched through the 12 that we've watched. So. Urgh, that 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 was tough for me. Yeah, yeah, I will say I did appreciate Sawako admitting to uh, Kazahaya, no, I do not have romantic feelings for Ryu. Like just her using her words, outright communicating effectively. I appreciate it because she hasn't done that. Mostly, 
she's like kind of tiptoed around stuff mm. to like try and get a point across. But this is the first time we really get a solid conviction statement out of her stating how she feels about someone. Yeah. Well, and then Kirby has helped her uh, in a roundabout way to define her feelings. Don't give her credit. <laughs> Because Kirby says like it's like oh I think about him romantically or 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 or, or was it Salako said do oh do you do you see him romantically but somebody said that for her and then it reframed mm-hmm. and gave her a direction on kind of the feelings that she was confused about for Kazuhaya, which I thought that was nice and then yeah she, mm-hmm. she's used her uh, attempted manipulative interactions with Kurumi to actually kind of realize her what she has in terms of her internal feelings towards Kazuhaya. So it's actually kind of worked out, and the manipulation has not worked to dissuade Sawako I, at all. I do like I've enjoyed. <laughs> I do like yeah, the manipulation's just falling flat because Sawako is just on a different plane most of the time. Mm. And I also love how uh, Sawako is so disarming that Kurumi just fucking confesses to shit. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> to quote Ina, Sawako's a formidable rival, isn't she? <laughs> she, mm-hmm. she is. Yep. That whole bit where she turns away from the, she's like, all right, yeah, we're done with this conversation. Oh, by the way, <laughs> Sawako is quite formidable, isn't she? I was like, God, mm, I, get her INA. God, she was great. Everyone needs a girl like that in their corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> she she was a ride or die. Man, INA was so great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's get to, I would say, overall verdicts at this point. How did everyone overall feel? About this anime. And just a note, Bailey, with a score. <laughs> out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I would rate it numbers out of 10. <laughs> just numbers? Specifically. Like, I'm not into, like, tearing and that sort of thing, but, like, I would watch it. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't think that I would go out and seek a show like this, you know, mm. if somebody hadn't said... Hey, why don't you watch this? Or hey, you have a random assignment. Now you have to watch this. <laughs> but now that I've started to see it, it's like, all right, this is chill. This is a little different from my usual. Let's let's play. Let's watch. Let's see what it's like. Let's see if these characters actually develop in the way that you want them to in a positive and helpful way. So seven out of ten, I guess. Okay. Okay. That was much higher than I was expecting to start. Oh no. Do you like, think you'll continue? It's it's not that it's like I said, that it's not for me, and I'm not the target audience, but I'm not going to judge it based on that. It's like, okay, so it giant doesn't have giant fucking robots. Oh, no. <laughs> but it still tells, like, an endearing story about a character that I actually like. Even if she's awkward and weird and kind of spoopy. She's interesting. <laughs> she's nice. And I want her to win. I want her friends to win, too. Mm-hmm. And Kurumi can get fucked. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All my homies hate Karubi. <laughs> All my homies hate Karubi. <laughs> All right, Dan, what about you? Uh the contri- the drama, the contrived drama, I think if they had it a bit more believable and whatnot, I think this would have been pretty great. Um, but I think I would give it like a six five. It's decently good. It's got some problems. But I, I was a, I was I was really sucked into them just like hanging out in Ryu's room, just like chatting it up, giving each other kind of a hard time, just being friends, and then 
Salco really enjoying it. And I was like, oh, let's do more of that. Let's do that. Marcus? I'm kind of in the same boat as Bailey and Dan. I would probably say six, five, seven, hovering around there. I'm not the target audience. This is not something, like Bailey said, I would seek out in any way. But I do see the appeal. I see why this is rated so high on Mal. I do see why people like this. It has its merits and it's got its good parts. They're not for me, but that doesn't make it a bad anime by any any means whatsoever. And it did have a lot of parts I liked. There were parts where the comedy did hit for me and I would laugh out loud like a couple times an episode probably. It wasn't enough that I, for me that I would really like and I do, I was bored a lot of the time is my problem, but this is also not my kind of story. I will say I did like more so episodes like 9, 10, 11 with the Kurumi conflict, with INA shutting her down, and we're seeing a lot of that growth from Sawako. So it's not a bad anime. It's not my type of anime, but I do think it's a good anime. So you touched on something similar to my feelings. If I'd given this a rating after episode six, I would have been maybe down in like five, five or six flat range. I agreed. It was, I was really struggling, but we've starting to kind of hit our role here towards the middle of season one. And I'm starting to enjoy it more. We're probably in the seven, seven and a half range for me now where I actively enjoy this. I probably want to finish this and see where it goes. Finish the rest of season one and watch the shorter season two that we've got. Because it seems like they finally you are starting to put a little emotional intelligence into Sawako. And the story is getting interesting enough that I'm hoping that the kind of weird rumors manufacture drama, which I thought was the weakest part of the first season so far. We're past that and we get more into getting through the Kurumi arc, which I'm assuming will end with gangbangers. At least I'm hoping. What? And then, what? I, like, what? Uh, sorry. <laughs> the Dojin. <laughs> we talked you about used the wrong word. I definitely you used sure the wrong did. word. <laughs> gangbusters, gangbusters is what I was trying to okay. say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and this was the fear I had watching this in a post-domestic girlfriend oh, world. Oh, no. This is what I was afraid was going to hit. Nick, you're... You, you're I, damaged goods. I'm corrupted by domestic girlfriend. <laughs> you're damaged goods. But, yeah, as I said, between a seven and a seven and a half right now, but with the way it's currently trending, I'm actually hoping it might end up higher, but at the moment, I'm below the current mal rating of eight. Mm-hmm. Let, let's have a confession moment, though. How many of us are going to watch episode 13 just so that we can wrap up the cliffhanger? <sighs> Because I'm sh- probably for sure. going like, I to. I intend to finish the series. That cliffhanger is okay. So it need we need closure from at least that cliffhanger. <laughs> well, question to Marcus, Dan, and myself: Are we doing this as a future podcast episode, or are we just going to finish it on our own? I can't. Do, I cannot do another twelve episodes. I'm sorry. I I, I cannot handle that assignment. <laughs> okay. Then I'm I will say I'm. My my bitch ass is gonna watch episode thirteen. I gotta know. <laughs> I need I need that closure from at least that thing. I may finish it in my own time. Yeah, mm. the back. But this is something that it's I'd have to be in the mood for, and not something I can binge. Okay, oh, really? Because that's what I did. <laughs> so yeah, didn't you finish by like Tuesday? Yeah, it's not Monday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
I finished last night. Yeah, the so three like, of us. So, like, okay, these things aren't happening as quickly as I would like. We're not quite in the way, but, like, okay, so it's mediocre. I don't care. Like, that's not going to prevent me from watching it or finishing it because it's not actually bad. If it were actually mm-hmm. bad, then I would have been like, oh, yeah, this is some, like, you know, shit. And then I wouldn't it, have watched it. Been like, yeah. all right, guys, you know, I know, I know uh, that you guys invited me to this podcast to watch this show, but I couldn't do it because it was a piece of shit. <laughs> and I don't respect that, your time. That's valid. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I mean, I agree in the sense that I don't, I don't think it was bad at all. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just not for me. But in the sense that also I could watch this. I would just have to watch it in my own time. Mm. A couple episodes every now and then. I'm not in any rush to finish, but I could I could see myself finishing it, just not 12 episodes within a week mm-hmm. kind of thing. Makes sense. Yeah, the backlog is right. dark and full of terrors, so... The, yeah. <laughs> well, that, and like I've said before, Slice of Life is one of those things where I have to kind of be in a specific mood mm-hmm. for it, but when that mood catches me, I very much enjoy it, so... I think this has kind of fallen under that same umbrella. All right. Anything else you guys want to say about Kimi no Todoki? Fuck Kurumi. Um, I will say that um, I am not the target audience for this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Had to get it in the say. episode. I just got to yeah. put it in there. <laughs> All right. Well, then before we wrap up here, Bailey, is there anything you want to shout out or promote here before we cut the episode? Take a nap. All right. <laughs> you know you need one. Take Bailey it. is pro nap. <laughs> All right. With that, that Good is deal. the wrapping, putting a bow on episode eight. Thank you so much for joining, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anime Backlog. And special shout out and thanks to Bailey Wolf for joining us this week. If you want to follow along with Dan, Marcus, and Nick for our next anime escapade, the assignment for episode 9 is for Dan and Marcus to watch 9 episodes of Eminence and Shadow. If you enjoyed the show and wish to support us, please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe to the show, or spread the word about the show to your friends or on social media. We really appreciate any help you can give us in helping the podcast to grow. You can follow the show on social media to get updates at the handle at the Anime Backlog on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you wish to follow us individually, you can find us on Twitter. You can follow our guest Bailey at BBWolfVox, Dan at Avarice77, Nick at Nick Sparts, and Marcus at MarcusRVO. As always, we look forward to seeing you all next Wednesday. We'll be right back.